And now it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD by God Oliva. How you doing, JD? I mistimed it by like a split freaking second, and it's <laughs> pissing me off. So I'm it's okay. okay. We we have one more chance to go live before we get fired. Uh, we're 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 live again, pals. But this time we are live on purpose. Yes, um, this was on yeah, purpose so- this week. Yeah, and we're doing it all by ourselves too. Like we have nobody producing us. We're just here without a net. Um, You'll be I, able to I tell soon. <laughs> yeah, I seriously doubt the bosses are watching, man. It's just uh, us and uh, those of you in the chat tonight, uh, hanging out, talking some Impact Wrestling. Uh, really late at night. Garrett's not watching the Warriors. One, they're yeah, they're fine. They're happy. Yeah, that, that brother, that brother's celebrating. You know who's not celebrating? It's the most. It's the funniest meltdown I think I've ever seen on Twitter. Is poor Scott. <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. I was like, yeah. I didn't know who you were gonna say it, but I was gonna add, you oh. know, Scott's pretty miserable right now. Oh, he is he is hilariously miserable. He he thinks he thinks that Steph Curry is like the second coming of Hitler or something. Like he literally hates that guy, it seems. I, I have never hated a professional athlete nearly as much as Scott hates Steph Curry. <laughs> and I don't know why. I, he seems like a nice enough guy. I don't, uh, you know, I haven't followed basketball in like the last 10 years very much, but I'm just like, oh, the, you know, Curry, he's a good player. He's, he seems like a good dude. I don't know. He's, I, I know nothing of basketball, <laughs> but he, every time I look, he's winning and people say he's good. Everyone but Scott. And Scott yeah. gets like vehement and it's like, no, man, he's bad. And they'll like, he'll go off on why Steph Curry is a bad basketball <laughs> player. And I'm just like, okay, man. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he seems, seems good to me, but that's that. Yeah. That is, that is not why we are here. We are here to talk some uh, slammiversary. So here's what we got uh, in store for today. So we did watch the show tonight. Um, some cool stuff happened. It wasn't a bad show or anything like that, but it, yeah, it was like kind of a middle of the road episode, but everything was kind of geared towards pushing people to watch a slammiversary. I thought they closed with a really hot angle. I thought they did a good job there with the contract signing. Uh, I think they had, uh, they had two good matches on the show. Uh, some good interviews, but uh, for the most part, it was really, uh, you know, nothing to to run home about. Nothing really anybody needs to go out of their way to see, other than I think the Trey Miguel and Speedball Bailey. If you want to just watch a damn good wrestling match, I think that uh, that will uh, curb your appetite. There, that'll help like, you out. So, I, you know, I was ready to dog on the contract signing, and I actually quite enjoyed the contracts. I mean, like for <laughs> as played out as contract signing angles are, I thought this one actually. I thought the promo segment was a little long, but the yeah. chaos was really good. I thought that was yeah. pretty cool, to be honest. Yeah, I. I th- I thought I thought Eric Young and uh, Josh Alexander played their roles well. They played their roles kind of like uh, Steph Curry and Draymond Green played their roles tonight. I just see regular Scott in the in the chat there, so I just had to, <laughs> had, to had to give oh, him uh, a give him a shout out there. I hate basketball, but love you. Guys. Yeah, uh, regular Scott and uh, Doctor Pre Pretty Pablo uh, in the chat with us. So thanks for hanging out, everybody. Fight Game Media represent. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really did. I, I did enjoy the contract signing and I'm not a guy that likes contract signings. I think they're overdone. They're played out. Oh, yeah. Um, they always end with the brawl, but you know, Hey, they beat up Scott Demore, which I thought was fun. And then, uh, they took off the thing and then they, they jammed it into, uh, Alexander's head and he bled. So that's cool. 
They should because it's an edited show, which we can get into in a second. How you know it's an edited show? They could have cut to the chase a little bit longer. Like we didn't have to see Doring really like unscrewing the thing forever. Yeah. You could have just you could have just cut to Diener cutting the thing and cut back, and the thing is off. You know, people would have yeah. filled in the gaps. Would have sped it along a little bit. Hey, why was Scott wearing his headset in the ring? You know, I I don't know. It, it reminds me of like uh, you ever watch that? It's a terrible show. Don't watch it. But there's a uh, he. I think he's a politician now, but Doctor Oz. He would wear his stethoscope on stage when he's using <laughs> people. Man could be a senator. Yeah, um, I, I I think he's running for the Senate in Pennsylvania. Yeah. But I'm like, why is that guy wearing a, a stethoscope? Uh, is he going to do a checkup on stage? I don't understand. Provides his doctor cred. You have to know that he's a doctor, so he's wearing his stethoscope. Yeah, I've never. I'm proud to say I've never watched a single episode of Doctor Oz. Yeah, you know, if you end up at like your grandma's house or in the middle of the day, there's a good possibility that Doctor Oz might be on. It's like Doctor Oz and you know Law and Order. Man, my grandma's dead, and I've never been happier about that than what you just shared with me. <laughs> this show just got really dark, but hey, it's a uh, after dark. That's what happens. I brace for impact after midnight in the Central Time Zone. Yeah, so we're we're gonna I'm gonna do a quick rundown of the show, and then I just want to get towards a, a slam anniversary preview. Uh, first match we had Tasha Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans defeating Jordan Grace and Mia Yim, uh, and the guy who who is this who is this cat? Uh, Chris Chick Chick Fritz is the guy writing for the Observer this week. Uh, Chick Fritz, uh, hell of a name there. I must be related to Chick Donovan. Um, he said this was bad. Um, it wasn't great. I didn't think it was all that bad, but. Uh, it was, but, uh, it was yeah. very, very mediocre, I thought. It wasn't bad. wasn't great. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think it was good or bad. It was kind of there. I don't think it should have been the opener because I, I think the opener should really get people interested in what's going to happen the rest of the show. And uh, I don't think that this uh, executed very well. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's fine. It's whatever. I kind of like. I kind of think we could be doing more. I've been saying this for months. I think we could be doing more like storyline wise with Jordan Grace. Yeah, like I really think she's kind of in a little bit of a rut right now. But you know, whatever. It's not about that. Yeah, is what it is. All right, and then uh, we go and interview Chelsea Green and Diana Prazo. Uh, the whole point here is that they're going to team up at the uh, Queen of the Mountain match. I don't think we need to worry about this. Until All right, they, until they won't team up. And, until they won't. Yeah, until one turns and the other. That's a wrestling trope. Um, so we get the long-awaited, much-anticipated return of one of the great factions in TNA history, uh, the Aces and Mother Effin' Eights. We had uh, and two legends of the faction, two legendary characters, a legendary tag team in uh, TNA, uh, Wes Briscoe and Garrett Bischoff. <laughs> They're there. So it's kind of like you know, they did the same thing last week. You know how Matt Morgan just showed up out of nowhere? Well, it's like, hey, we're just bringing these old TNA guys back because we're doing a TNA celebration. You'd think they'd bring in some bigger stars, but hey, we – We'll take what we can get. Uh, they will probably, we? Will we uh, take what we can get? They they did. They took uh, what they could get, and uh, <laughs> so they have to they put had, them in the ring. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Hey, hey, they put them in the ring. I will say the crowd was the crowd was pretty up for aces and eights. I will say they they, they seemed into it, man. Especially when D'Lo got in the ring and started doing his thing when he hit that sky high. D'Lo was over, brother. Oh, yeah, D'Lo Hogan was out there destroying everybody. He was laying the waste to <laughs> all the currently active guys in the ring. It took six people to beat the retired yeah. producer up. That's great. Yeah. 
I hated yeah. this. Se- I hated everything about this oh. segment. I hated it. Like, there's no worse example. I tweeted that Kevin Dunn was the worst example of uh, nepotism in wrestling because the whole saving the tapes thing. I was wrong. Impact put Garrett Bischoff on television today to correct me. And let me go, no, no, there's worse. <laughs> At least Wes Briscoe was in shape. Yeah. Yeah, Garrett Garrett uh, Bischoff was wearing his clothes the whole time. Um, Wes Briscoe looks like he can. I you know I don't want to say that he can still go, but he still look like he's he like a good. dude that likes to work out. Yeah, yeah, he looks good. You know. Yeah, I I saw him at a bar one time. By the way, Wes, Wes Briscoe. Briscoe. Really? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, WrestleMania was in Santa Clara a few years ago, oh, yeah, yeah, actually okay. in 20, 2014, 2015 time frame. And uh, my well, she was my girlfriend at the time, but Ashley, my my wife now, bought me WrestleMania tickets for my birthday. And we actually stayed in the Fairmont Hotel. We got a cheap deal on Hotwire for $120. It was like normally $500. We got it for $120, so we took it. That is I had no idea. Next thing you know, it's the WWE Hotel in San Jose. Weirdest that's, thing. So that's I, that's I walked, unbelievable that you dude, were able it's to one find of the crazy, that deal. Yeah, it's one of, the, one of the craziest stories. It was all because it was an accident. We just It was like the cheapest hotel there, but it just happened to be on Hotwire. Like Wild. somebody... Yeah, somebody somebody just like must have like canceled the reservations and then it just opened up. So next thing you know, we walk up and it's a WWE hotel. We walk in, there's like a group of 49ers players. I just remember Justin Smith being at one of the tables, right? And then you go to the bar, it's Wes Briscoe, it's Jerry Briscoe drinking. You got Kevin Ash and The Miz and then all these other wrestlers. Ric Flair walks in and Jerry Briscoe did a double leg takedown on him. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Uh, Bruno Sammartino was there randomly, just, just walked right by my table. It was the coolest thing. Was that the year he went in the Hall of Fame or is that way? before it, then it was the year after that i okay. believe i think he went to the year, hall of fame before that and then this was the year that he inducted zabisco i think oh okay okay yeah, yeah. oh my god the larry zabisco yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but anyway we're, we're way off topic i just thought i'd share a story that i once once shared a restaurant with west briscoe of all people uh the least famous person of the people i just listed off was west so there you go um, so Josh Alexander and uh, Eric Young had a video package. Uh, Eric, you know, Impact's video packages remain undefeated. I thought it was tremendous. Good, Very good. good stuff. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing to go out of your way to watch tonight, uh, if you just want to see a really good wrestling match, was uh, Trey Miguel defeating Mike Bailey, which I kind of I don't know if I'm you know think that's such a great idea. I think they really got something in Bailey. They could go with him, but um, defeating him, I thought this was a really good match, man. What'd you think? Uh, Speedball is probably the best guy who's not currently doing stuff with New Japan AEW or WWE in the world yeah. right now. He's collecting he's collecting match of the year candidates like he's Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. Like he's going everywhere, adding gems to it. You know, he's <laughs> this is sitting behind me. I decided to just run just, with it. You uh, just had the prop there. I like that. Hap- hey, I'm a nerd. I'm wearing my Star Wars shirt. Like this is what I am. So I mean, uh, like. This is, uh, I thought that was perfect. Yeah, speedball's great, but I mean, like, I don't know, man. People take losses on this show. You got a small yeah. roster. This is why we have to bring in Garrett Bischoff because he can't beat everybody all the time. <laughs> Garrett Bischoff, uh, Matt Morgan, and uh, Wes Briscoe. Dude, at least um, Matt Morgan did not get in the ring. I, I, oh. I don't like Matt Morgan, but I respect him for saying, no, no, don't put me in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Garrett Bischoff was all about getting in the ring and getting that shine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. So everybody go out of your way to check that out. Uh next we get a Sammy Callahan Moose video package. Good video package. Still don't care. Uh I think the match is gonna be good. Don't get me wrong, but I think the feud has not been executed very well. I hate this. Yeah. I hate that Moose is scared because Sammy can 
What is he? I mean, like he's a hacker, but he can control the. Can- I don't get it. I've bitched about this before on the podcast. Well, I, I think, uh, I think you know how you so you can do like a, you can have a smart home now where like you can remotely turn the lights on and off with your cell phone now. I oh, think so- every venue he goes to is like a smart venue, and he can just control the lights with his fucking phone. <laughs> or it's a dumb show, one or the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, next, uh, Masha Slamovich beat the shit out of Alicia Edwards. That was cool. Yeah. I Masha. still don't know where we're going with Masha, but yeah, she's been, keeps... she's been the promotion like nine months now, and we she's just killing people. Like, yeah, it's cool, but I mean, like, I'd like to see him do something with her at some point, right? Um. Oh, oh, yeah. We got a we got a message from the boss who's actually watching right now. He said, oh. "Remove the live streamyard thing." Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, boss. I sorry, we didn't know you were watching. We would have done that before, but we. I thought I was supposed to keep it on because we were live on Streamyard. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mark and Jay Briscoe defeated uh, Chris Bay and Jay White. Chris Bay taking the L's lately, man. I, I, I don't, I don't know where I, I don't like where this is headed. You know, he lost to Kenny King a few weeks ago. He's not in the Ultimate X match. He's saying some emo stuff on Twitter as usual, and then uh, he takes the L here to Mark and J- Mark Briscoe and Jay Briscoe. I thought this was a good match, and I gotta say, I actually thought the Good Brothers were funny on commentary. I really did. They entertained me. They told some good jokes. I, you know, I I am always tough on those guys, but I want to give them their flowers again this week. They're at their best when they're in Bullet Club. They really yeah. are. Like just being in Bullet Club brings out the best in them. Um, this. This was an example of Impact being a little bit behind because you have Jay White and Carl Anderson out there. They're both now post-Dominion New Japan champs. Carl's got the never belt. Jay's the world champion. It just feels like, oh, yeah, this is a tape show, you know? Yeah. It is what it is. Uh, you think Chris Bay's out of here? It wouldn't surprise me if he was out of here. Um, he's been taking a lot. Like, it's it shocked me that he lost to Kenny King and uh, he's not in that Ultimate X match. Because Kenny King is kind of like, who knows what Kenny King's deal is, but he could have easily just been in that honor no more match. They could have found something else for PCO to do. Um, but it said he's in the ultimate X and it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. So sums up with Chris Bay. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I'm not trying to start rumors, uh, but it seems like he, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Could be all storyline, but um, it's definitely weird. Yeah, and he hasn't gone to Japan with the Bullet Club or anything like that. Ace Austin is in Bullet Club now. Um, not saying that's a replacement, but it just seems weird. Yeah, usually those factions don't have a lot of juniors, right? Yeah. Usually you get like two, maybe three at most. Right. So I think with Bullet Club now, we'll have four. Well, Phantasmo is going up to heavyweight, ain't he? He's in the G1, but I don't know if he's officially a heavyweight. Like okay. That's cool if he is. He's, he's fantastic. I love El Phantasmo, but... I don't know, man. We still got Taji, and we got you know Ace now, and I don't know. Seems yeah. seems fishy. Yeah. Shout out Joel Pearl from Fightful. He has oh, a hey. he has a he has a great uh, Impact podcast. So shout out for thanks for joining us, man. I think yeah, he thanks. just got done being live on his show and came and joined our show. So uh, wow. welcome, brother. Welcome. Thanks, man. Yeah, and he said his his line that he liked was "Shut up, FKA Tom Phillips." That did pop me too. I did too. I actually, I was drinking iced tea at the time, and I coughed on it when I heard that. It was <laughs> yeah. Carl knows how to hit the good spots. Uh, next, we got uh, another another big return to Impact Wrestling. I think we've all been wanting this for a long time. The Reverse Battle Royal announcement. Um, 
what what do you what do you think uh you know this should move some tickets i think we'll probably sell out now that this announcement is finally official uh should should be a big deal for for impact to go back to the reverse battle royal you know it's just funny because i've heard this week from multiple sources people burying the concept of the reverse battle royal i think jeff jared in the pod on his pod was defending it kind of you know well we're trying to be different but nobody nobody thinks it's a good idea so of course impact's (laughs) like yes let's do this and let's make it free which apparently it's free on pluto did you know pluto now yeah yeah they're not hyping that up enough i think a lot of people like pluto yeah apparently it was live last time on pluto too with the pre-show we do an impact podcast we had no idea that was a thing had no idea all right so i'm gonna explain why they're doing the reverse battle royal and why it's okay and why it doesn't bother me and actually why i think it's i think it's not only is it okay i think it's funny oh it is funny there's no doubt it's tongue-in-cheek they're making fun of tna and they're they're celebrating all the good things, but they have to embrace the bad things at the same time. Scott Demore told Tom Hannafin this on the podcast that they did on uh, Impact's YouTube channel earlier this week. They said, "Hey, look, we know that it was bad, and we're embracing that. We're going to have a little bit of fun. It's on the pre-show. Yes, it's silly and it's stupid, but let's just let's just go with it and see where it goes. Like that's that's all they're like. They're just it's." a very tongue-in-cheek thing i think you look they look mahabali shira is going to be in it we got johnny swinger zicky dice we're not looking at any serious competitors maybe shark boy comes back uh maybe you know garrett bishop and and you look it's going to be a bunch of people they're going to have a dumb match and it's going to be over it's it really is they're only doing it to make fun of tna philosophically where do you stand in a pre-show is the purpose of a pre-show just to to pre-show excuse me to just do something for free or is it to try to sell pay-per-views Try to sell pay-per-views. That's the idea behind it. Yeah. Does burying your own product, which is this is what it is, help sell more pay-per-views? No. Okay. No. As long as we're on the yeah. same page, that's all yeah. I'm curious. No, no, about. no. Yeah. No. And does I mean, and then the other match on the pre-show is Rich Swan and Brian Myers. Does that sell pay-per-views? Probably not either. But I don't think so. The, the video packages might might try to do it, but um, yeah, they, I don't I don't think the reverse battle royal will do it. The video packages are the best in the business. I truly believe that. Um, and I, I'll give them a mulligan with Swan and Myers because this clearly wasn't the plan. Like they wanted Cardona. Cardona turns the bicep, so it is what it is in there. I'm willing to, I'm willing to forgive them on you know trying to make the best of a bad situation. Yeah. I reverse. I mean, like there's so many cool things that TNA has done in the past that we could do. You know. Well. And they're they're embracing that too. Like that's what the whole pay per view is. They got the TNA originals right. They brought Nick Nick Aldis back. They you know they they got the Motor City Machine Guns Kazarian. Yes, that's yeah, great. Kazarian, right? They they got that whole thing. They got Ultimate X. That's coming back. That is great. And and then okay, Queen of the Mountain. Say what you want, Queen of the Mountain. A lot of people wanted the King of the Mountain match, and now the Knockouts get to be in that match. So they are embracing both good and bad as a twenty year celebration. Um, I, I I'm look, I I don't hate the idea of the reverse battle royal as a thing on the pre show. Oh, I don't. I don't hate ridiculously it. stupid. Yeah. It is ridiculously stupid, but yeah. I will say I don't hate it. But right. continue. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of people uh, who are holdovers from the old TNA LOL crowd, they're using this as kind of like their oh, see, Impact never changed, right? TNA never dies. TNA, yeah, you, you know what I mean. And they just don't quite understand faith. what yeah. what Impact is trying to do here. Yeah, that's a bad faith argument. I just think it's, I don't know, I, I stupid for the point of being stupid it comes off stupid. Yeah, right. Like I'm okay with the popcorn match. I just don't know what the pre-show is the place for it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. We'll 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 see how we'll see how it all plays out. Maybe it'll be match of the night. Who knows? No. 
there's a big problem if that's the match of the night. <laughs> yeah. If that's the match of the night, I want my freaking money back. We'll bury it on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and then so we got the Aces and Eights reunion. So uh, Garrett and, uh, Garrett Bischoff and West Briscoe looking flustered. Uh, they assured each other that, uh, before D'Lo was revealed to be with them wearing his Ace and Eights colors. D'Lo said the best part about being Aces and Eights is you'll never walk alone. In dramatic fashion, he actually put his hands on their shoulders, and then they they walked as a as a trio there. I don't know, man. I think we got something with this aces and eights. Uh, maybe maybe push them up to you know the the Briscoe brothers next month. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> you remember those dark days of 2013 when <laughs> Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan were going out of their way to make this an unwatchable product? Yes, I flashbacks. Hey, that AJ Styles thing they did with aces and eights was pretty cool. Remember that? Yeah, that was a good moment. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought the I thought the bully Ray turn against uh, Jeff Hardy in the cage yeah, in the Alamo Dome where they had like you know what eight thousand people or something like that. I thought that was pretty, like they had a ton of trash in the ring. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I'll but agree with that. It, much like all um, Eric Bischoff ideas, it starts out good whenever it's small and it get, in the beginning, and then all of a sudden it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse until it dies out. A slow death, and that's kind of what happened. And uh, you know, Eric Bischoff sucks. You just described WCW for the better part of ten years. So yeah, I'm yeah. with you on that. Yep. Um, and then we got the announcement that Nick Aldis has joined Team Impact. Uh, we we actually as first reported on Breaks for Impact. <laughs> we did say that that was going to happen last week, but we, were, we said it as a joke. We we're kidding. <laughs> we weren't we weren't serious about that. But here, <laughs> I mean. I don't know which of us made that joke, but I mean, here we are. So I guess who, since we have psychic powers, apparently, who's who's yeah. the last guy? What do you think? It's gotta be it's gotta be Cowboy James Storm. I don't see how you can have a a twenty year anniversary in Nashville without the Cowboy. I think you got you got to have him. It has to I be. I agree. Him. I agree. Yeah. If it's not James Storm, I think there's a huge problem. But then again, they're not inviting Jeff Jarrett back either. So. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, Jarrett Jarrett's back running WWE, you know, because uh, Vince and Johnny got caught with their pants down. So Jarrett's back over there. Smartest man in wrestling. He never loses. <laughs> he's gonna be running that show in six months, man. It's gonna be oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's definitely taking over. Um, but uh, yeah, so I Cowboy, that's the only thing name I can come up with. Has to be him. I'd be down with Cowboy. I hope it is Cowboy, actually, because he can still he can still go and be a good match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we got uh, Kenny King and Vincent beating up uh, Briscoe and Garrett Bischoff. Uh, this was not good. No. Match. <laughs> no, it um, was not. Br- Briscoe and Bischoff have not been in the ring in a long time, and you could tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but God bless King and Vincent, who did the best that they could. But I got to say, when D'Lo got in there, man, and started whooping up on them dudes, he really got a big pop. Did get a big pop. Like I said, the 58-year-old producer's taking out four of your top <laughs> heels. Takes two more to bring him down. Six men it took to stop D'Lo Brown in one segment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we go to the contract signing. Uh, Josh Alexander and uh, Eric Young again. You know, we talked we talked about it at the we we talked about it uh, that at the beginning of the show. Uh, hold on, we got regular Scott here. Yeah. He said that who who is the one guy Miz is better than Garrett Bishop? Garrett Bishop, I, you know I agree. He's right, Scott. He's right. You're 100 percent right. Garrett he, Bishop yeah, yeah. is worse than the Miz. Yes, he absolutely. Hey, JD, before we go live on Sunday, can we learn how to move the comments to the main screen? Can we learn how to do that? Yeah, I, I didn't know it was a thing until just <laughs> yeah. now. Let's yeah, do I don't know. How, I don't know how to do that. So, oh, you know what? Hold on. Did you just figure it out? I did. Look. Hey, we're learning. Hey, I did it. We, we learned something on the air. Well, you just click on it. Podcast. You, you literally just click on it. Oh, there you go. 
Okay, well, hey, you in the chat, if you guys say something smart, I'm showing you off. All right. Or if you or if you bury JD, if you bury JD, you get to get on the screen. And then if you say something smart, you get to get on the screen. All right. And then and then we go to the closing segment of the show. Uh, Alexander and uh, Ale- Alexander and uh, Eric Young. Oh, there we go. Joel Pearl, the, the famous Joel Pearl. Who uh, who gets probably about fifteen thousand more uh, viewers than we do? Uh, <laughs> joining a brace for impact this week, <laughs> but um, we we go to the closing segment. I thought this was a strong segment. I really did enjoy the contract signing. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Like I said, they take a. It's a played out trope, but it's one of those things that like when it when it hits, it works. Right. Yeah. This worked really well. Like. Um, I don't know. I wanted to bury this thing. So I'm like, man, these guys look exactly the same. Two bald white guys with tattoos on their hands, like Canadians. Canadians. Yeah. I was yeah. like, this is <laughs> like, I really did want to kind of shit on this. And by the end, like, I just loved the intensity of like, oh man, they really, they got me. And, and yeah. there's been multiple times during this feud where I've kind of wanted to be like, uh, I don't, I'm not feeling it. But every time I start feeling that, man, Eric Young pulls me back in. He's so good, man. He is, man. Consummate professional. I'd say I'd write an article about him, but I already did. Yeah, you already did a very good article that I know got a lot of play over there on Russell Joy. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so Eric Young is, he's, he really is amazing. He's a great performer, a great character actor. He's actually, he's going to be in, I'm I'm probably not going to watch the movie because it's blasphemy to me, but he's going to be in the new white man can't jump, by the way. Is that a real thing? I thought that was a gag. Dude, I think it's a real thing. Like that movie is happening. I, I don't even know what to say. I, I don't know why they're doing that, and, and why could Eric Young be in it of all people? Well, he's probably going to play like one of the geeks on the sidelines or something well, like that. I, 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 well, I figured that, but I mean, like, yeah. it's so weird, man. I need more information about this. Yeah, well, we'll we'll, we'll keep we'll keep covering it. Uh, yeah, it's with Jack Harlow, um, uh, Shrey Dimri. I'm sorry if I pronounced your name incorrectly. Who the hell is Jack Harlow? Rapper. <laughs> Is a rapper, huh? I'm yeah. the, look. I'm 39 years old. Look at my hairline. I don't know shit about newer rap music. Yeah, I'm older so. than you, but I got all my hair, so I know less. Oh. Yeah, you got that beautiful lettuce up there. All right, man. So let's go to the. Uh, let's go ahead and go to the uh, Slam Anniversary preview. Uh, JD, you got some uh, graphics queued up here. What I should do. we go? Speaking of, uh, all right, we'll we'll go Monsters Ball, man. So we got Monsters Ball, Moose versus Sammy Callahan. Uh, Monsters Ball is another, you know, TNA big time match, uh, a big part of their history. They're really pulling out all the gimmicks here. Um, Moose and Sammy Callahan, who you got winning this one? I'm gonna go Sammy because he's been gone for so long, and this is uh, it's a gimmick match, right? It feels yeah. like it feels like they're building up for a Sammy win, especially because he's been on the shelf so long. Um, I would rather see Moose win because I think Moose is more valuable to the to the promotion in the long run. But yeah. I think because they'll they'll gimmick the hell out of this and it'll be not like a true monsters ball. Like it's I don't think it's going to be quite like like when Abyss was doing it. But I think it'll be like a Sammy Callahan style match. It'll be fine for what it is. Yeah, I uh, you know I I think Sammy Callahan and Moose both of them show up big in big moments and uh, they typically deliver on a big stage, and so I, I think this is going to be a really good match. And I actually look Sammy Callahan never wins big matches like which is the which was the whole thing of last year whenever he was in the main event against Kenny Omega. We're like, why is he in the? He's a good wrestler, but he he never wins big matches. He loses on every major pay per view. He's literally never won, and so um, they. Uh, they they put him in the match and of course he lost. I, I think that streak ends here. I think he actually beats Moose because I think Moose is still battling an injury and he might need some time off. So 
So most is battling injury going to put a monsters ball match. That's going to be that's a that's a choice. Uh, <laughs> I I think you're right. I think that God. When's the last time Sammy won a pay per view? I like uh, on a quarterly pay per view. I I honestly. I don't remember. Uh, he beat Tessa Blanchard in 2019 at Slammiversary. I, I mean, we go, I, I don't think you're wrong. I think that might be the last I, time he won a pay-per-view. I think it's been three years, yeah. legitimately. Legitimately, like yeah, on on a quarterly pay per view, right? Not not an app special because he's won on the monthly stuff. That doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I, I think this might be his big biggest win in like three years. Uh, Slammiversary 2019 when he beat Tessa Blanchard. Yeah. Okay. Go to another one. All right, uh, Queen of the Mountain match. Uh, you know what? I, I might be in the minority here, but I'm actually really looking forward to this match. I'm kind of curious to see what they do here. It's been a long time since we've seen a King of the Mountain slash Queen of the Mountain match. It's the first in uh, Knockouts history that they're doing this. We've got uh, Tasha Steeles, Chelsea Green, Deanna Perrazzo, Jordan Grace, and uh, uh, Mia Yim, who's uh, making her uh, return here to the company. Uh, you know what? I, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb. I I'm, think I'm taking Perrazzo on this one, man. I, I, I just see her getting the title back. Um, Tasha Steeles, I love, I think she's been a, um, a great wrestler and she's been a, uh, you know, I don't really think she's had a great opportunity with the title. Um, but some of the prestige has kind of fallen off of the title a little bit since she's had it. So I think that the, they need to try to build her back up again and then put the belt back on Prazo. I'm getting weird Chelsea green vibes on this whole thing. I will quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, you know what? Here, I, I think, uh, yeah, you th- you think that you think we got something like this here? Chelsea might screw Deanna. Very different kind of show. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, I think I definitely think that's going to happen. I think that's kind of where uh, tonight's I can't call it a promo segment because I guess it was a promo segment. Like that whole oh we're going to be there could be oh Deanna went full Highlander. There can be only one. Right. So I totally think that Chelsea screws over Deanna, and I do. I think she wins. I think she wins the title. I think that was kind of the plan was to have you know Cardona with that digital media thing and her with the. Um, with the knockouts belt, right? I think because they're they were over, right? That, that that act was working, and I do think Impact was trying to get on board with the rest of wrestling with it. But yeah. you know, injuries. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna call Chelsea in the uh, upset. Okay, okay, A brace for debate. I like it. Okay. All right, Briscoe Brothers against the Good Brothers uh, here on the World Tag Team Championship. Uh, according to the the Good Brothers, the Briscoes have never beaten the Good Brothers. Now, keep in mind the Good Brothers. I keep saying Anderson and Gallows. Sorry, I was getting redundant. Anderson and Gallows. Uh, I, I think they might be on the way out, man. They, I think they might just be full-time New Japan from now on. So I, I got Briscoe's winning this deal. I My head says that, but I can see this happening, right? Because we got this forbidden door thing, right? And Impact doesn't really have a presence. We've been talk, flirting with this for months of so whether they're going to have a presence on this show. I could absolutely – because Carl is the never-open champion – I could absolutely see the the Good Brothers having one more run, take those belts into Chicago before giving them back to the Good Brothers on the way out. Well, I, I had never, I had never thought about that. You know, the the, the Briscoes just won the titles. I I think it'd be too soon to take them off of them. But if Too this bad. is just the way to get the titles on Forbidden Door, um, I, I guess so be it. I I just don't think that uh, I don't think New Japan or AEW really cares all that much to try to have to make to make room for impact on that show. No, but I have a feeling Tony Khan is going to want a belt in every match on that show. We can't have enough belts. Everyone's got to have a belt. So yeah. I think that I think the big LG needs to be wearing some gold. 
Okay. Silver. I guess the impact belts are silver. But I mean, yeah, I think that's what uh, I'm going to. I don't think I'm right on this one. I think the logic says it should be the good. It should be uh, the Briscoes. Yeah. But I can, like I said, I can see it just because of this big show coming up. Right. Okay. All right. So uh, so I'll, I'll take Briscoes and you're on record. Good brothers. Got it. Yep, and I think that's a, I think that's actually good for from uh, from Shea here. If the Good Brothers win, that means they probably resigned. I I I, I can see that. I I absolutely could see that. Hey, look, I wouldn't be shocked if uh if the Good Brothers resigned. That that wouldn't shock me at all. Um, because Impact is a good place to have your base, right? You get the weekly check there, and then you can go do New Japan. You can do all these other indies because you're only working once a month. So, mm-hmm. um, if they get a good enough deal, I could see them sticking with Impact. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you have a spot in, in the states where you can make a couple extra bucks when you don't feel like making the trip to Japan? Like I said, with Japan, you only go for a few weeks at a time anyway. Why not? Why not make more money? Because yeah. I don't, I don't think there's a spot for them in AEW at the moment. No. No, the AEW has so many damn good tag teams. They honestly, if they went there, they would drag that division down. I, I, I don't think they make it better. I think they make it worse if they go. So I don't think you're wrong. But, yeah. but big match Carl has been in full effect these last couple weeks. I well, you know that. what? And and he said, and he he literally said like big match Carl. You know, he turned when the brights are light, he turns them on. You know, five thousand people. He said not two hundred or three hundred. Well. Wonder what Slam he meant by that. Up over four hundred, baby. We, I think I think we might be getting those bright lights, Carl, uh, in action this coming up Sunday. Uh, you know, I he's been he has been good. Like that never opened match where he won the title was actually pretty good. It's the best. I think it's the best I've seen Carl Anderson look in a long, long time. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they're on their way out of here. There's no doubt. Yeah. All right, Ultimate X, we got uh, Ace Austin, uh, Jack Evans, who's returning after a long time, returning back to Impact, Kenny King, Alex Zane, uh, Speedball Bailey, and Trey Miguel. This match is going to be insane. The amount of talent and crazy-ass and crazy people in this match is incredible. I'm really, really looking forward to this one. Man, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with my guy. I'm sticking with Ace Austin on this deal. I, no, I, I, I agree 100%. I, he, he impressed so much in the best of the Super Juniors. Um, he's coming back a much bigger star than he was when he left. And I think they really, they really got something with Ace Austin. I could see him carrying the belt and then challenging for Josh Alexander later this year. Uh, for I, the world title. I absolutely can. Like he is now a made man in new Japan. Like it's, I was impressed with how much, you know, Gato and the guys over there really took to him. They gave him that big spot in bullet club. Right. I, I, I just don't think it'd be a good move to take the belt off Austin right now, man. I just, yeah. don't. I think this is a great chance because he's been gone for the better part of a month. Right. I, mm-hmm. I think you have to give him a chance to showcase what he's become since going to Japan. Like this is like some eighties stuff here. Speedball is the underdog. In fact, in this match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, honestly, if I were to have like a backup pick, if I were to do something like speedball would be the backup pick, but I think it's a two horse race. It's ace Austin and speedball. I, I think with, with speedball, what you get with So if you take the title off Austin, right, then you just move Austin up to that main event to the Josh Alexander division, right? Not that there's a, di- uh, a separation between the two divisions, but you, it's not like a junior and a heavyweight. It's more like, Hey, I'm right. leaving the X division and I'm going to that main event level position. Right. Um, I think he loses there. And then you put that title on speedball 
he's having five star matches in every independent uh, promotion around the country, and, and to include Canada, and then he also can go to DDT and and take take the title over there. You got him as that traveling X division champion, and he's working four or five matches a weekend, man, and he can have that belt in front of everybody. I think that would be uh, that that wouldn't really surprise me at all. From a pure work rate perspective, I think you're right. I think Speedball would have great match. He is. He's he's like I said, he is the uh, outside the big three. Match match of the year contender now just whatever or rest of the year contender excuse me just about everything he's done, yeah. he's not really actively involved in a particular storyline at the moment. Like we were doing something with him and Ace before Ace really kind of blew up, and that kind of that's kind of on the back burner right now. So you could build into that, like you could use this Ultimate X match as a springboard to kind of restart that feud. But I think that because. I don't want to say Speedball's been cold, but he hasn't really been actively involved in anything. Whereas yeah. Ace has now got that Bullet Club prestige with him. It would feel too out of left field for me to put the to put the title on Bailey. I think he'll get a huge tease with Bailey about to win, and you know I think Ace could steal it out from her. Maybe we could see some Bullet Club shenanigans. Bay's not on the show. Perhaps he makes an appearance here. Bay is not right. on the show. That's so weird. Bay Bay's not booked for it, and that's that's why I got my uh, ten four hat on. You know I think something's up there. What is up there? Oh. Yeah. yeah. And the main event. All right. We got uh, Eric Young and uh, Josh Alexander. Um, honestly, I will eat my left leg if uh, Eric Young wins this match. It's Josh Alexander all day. Uh, he, he, is, he is the man in this company. I think he's going to have a nice long title reign here. Eating your left leg, a Hawaiian custom you've picked up since moving to the islands. <laughs> no, no, we don't. We don't do that out here. <laughs> Just checking. No, this is uh, this is a Josh showcase right here, right? This is like I keep calling, I keep comparing Josh to like Sting in like ninety one, ninety two. This is like Beach Blast ninety two. This is like this is like Sting versus Cactus Jack. This is what yeah. this is what this match is. I think it's going to be a hell of a match. I think it's going to be really good, but. I'm not real excited about it because I don't feel like the match is in doubt. I I, I could see that. I could see that. That that makes a lot of sense. Um, so we we actually do have a few more matches. I'll just run through and then we'll give uh, some quick predictions on uh, some of the other matches. What do you say? Um, but we'll we'll start at the pre-show. Um, oh, regular Scott says I'll wear a Curry jersey if Eric Young wins. Okay, now I kind of want Eric Young to win. <laughs> I would like uh, we. I'd like to see this on the wrap. I want to see a live broadcast of the wrap with Scott wearing, so we can all, yeah, see it. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah. on the on the pre-show, we got uh, pre-show reverse battle royal. Who you got winning that? Uh, I I already know who I want. Uh, Johnny, I want Johnny Swinger. That, yeah, it has to be Swinger. That's the only answer. Any other answer is false. Has I to mean, be Swinger. he has to win the match without realizing he's won the match, right? Because yeah. he didn't even he wasn't even sure on the rules, which is perfectly acceptable because nobody is. No, it's the dumbest match in history, and the dumbest wrestler in history has to win it. Johnny Swinger makes makes total sense to me. I'm sold. You're hundred. That is, <laughs> if that if the pitch went any different than that, they have messed up. The yeah. dumbest. That is. That should be on a, a headline. The dumbest <laughs> match should be won by the dumbest wrestler. Oh man, we we need to we need to. I'm, I'm going to clip that. I'm going to record it with my phone and clip that. The dumbest <laughs> match needs to be won by the dumbest wrestler. Um, uh, sold, Johnny yeah. Swinger. That said, I could see Shiro winning it just because they seem to be doing something with him and Raj Singh. I could see it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or um, who's that? Who's that other new kid that they brought in? Uh, um, God, that's been feuding with the. He's Shira. on the show all the time. Why can't I think of his name? I will um, think of Scooter. Scooter. 
Gujar. Yeah, Bupinder Gujar. Okay. Um, so we also got uh, Rich Swan versus Brian Myers. Uh, in- Impact Digital Media Championship. Who you got? Rich Swan. Brian Myers never yeah. wins. That's his gimmick. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely Rich Swan. Uh, and then I think um, this match might steal the show. Uh, it really, really, really might. We got Honor No More of Bennett, Taven, Edwards, PCO, and Vincent versus the Impact OGs, the Impact Originals. We got Shelly Sabin, Frankie Kazarian, Nick Aldis, and one wrestler to be announced whom we both have predicted is going to be Cowboy James Storm. Um, I, I don't see any way on the 20th anniversary how the Impact Originals would lose. I, I think they have to win, right? Yeah, and I don't know more is proven to unless I don't know. The I don't know been winning a lot lately, by the way. They have been winning a lot lately. So I mean, like, but they haven't gotten that big definitive win, right? No. To kind of propel them. And I can and the problem is is like, I mean, like I I do think Eddie versus Josh is where you want to go, right? Down the line. I'm surprised they haven't gone to it lately. I think I don't know more has to win this match. And because a lot of these guys don't work for impact, yeah, they can take the L. Like I I would I will go completely opposite. I will be surprised if the Impact Originals do win this match. Okay, man. I think we got a lot of uh, brace for debate tonight. I like it. it. Yeah. Normally, yeah, we're, normally we that we're like normally we all on the same page and we were yeah. constantly wrong. So it's good to see some. <laughs> some bounce. Hey, I'll, I'll see you this too. I bet Kazarian takes the pin. Oh, dude, Tony Khan ain't letting that happen. I, I bet Kazarian ain't taking no pin. I I bet no nine times out of ten I would agree, but I bet this is the time that. That you're paying stuff back if Kazarian does not take the pin, then no AEW wrestler will ever lose on this show. Ever. No, no. The only way uh, Kazarian takes the pin on this is if Demore somehow laced Tony Khan's cocaine with something <laughs> to make him uh, <laughs> make nice nicer <laughs> impact. Raised his cocaine with anthrax or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's the only way Kazarian's taking a loss. He he ain't never like he he did let Christian Cage lose, so we'll give him that. He tapped out clean in the middle to Josh Alexander last year, so we'll give him some credit there. That's a good but, match. Uh, yeah, but Demore sent over two of his wrestlers, Perazzo and W. Morrissey. They lost clean in the middle. One Morrissey and a half. One and a half of his wrestlers. Yeah. Morrissey was on the way out. I totally get it. So, but sent him over there. They lost. And then Kazarian comes back and they do a schmoz. And then he gets a victory the next week. And yeah. no, I, no, that's, and again, that's why I think that uh, the Kazarian will take the loss is because, because of that. I do think at some, at some point, AEW has got to do a make good and all the, uh, not like again, the stuff they had on camera was just like, you know, that's just storyline stuff. But yeah. I do think it's, it's better for impact if, if I don't know, like specifically, like I think Eddie's got to pin Kazarian. Like, I'm 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 gonna stake my claim on that. You think Eddie's got a pink Kazarian? Okay, so uh, Doctor Preet says, uh, or if he withholds his cocaine from him, leverage. That's genius. So that's true because our plan would have killed Tony Khan. And yeah, I wasn't trying to kill. I don't want Tony Khan to die. By the way, I actually really like uh, AEW and Dynamite. So uh, yeah, don't don't die, please. Yes, yes. You have to watch the consumption. Yeah, they don't want to. They don't want to start any rumors or anything like that. But you know, (laughs) consumption of certain substances could be could be problematic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then uh, last match here, we got uh, the Knockouts Tag Team Championship, the influence against Taya and Rosemary. Who gives a shit? I'm going to go uh, Taya and Rosemary. Sure. Just end this fucking thing forever, I please. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate you skipping over the Taya-Rosemary promo and recapping the show tonight because yeah. – you know I hate it. Oh wait, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I man, I think uh, I think 
Because because Preet knows that Garrett's not watching the show right now. He's already tuned out. So we're going to have to pay hush money payments to Preet to make sure that he doesn't tell Garrett the things we're saying on the show. Garrett tuned in just to make sure we were doing it right. So we weren't <laughs> correcting us and then went to bed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, man. So um, it, it, those of you in the chat, if you got a question, hit us up. We, we only got a few more minutes left before we're going to call it a night. Um, uh, but I do want to get a plug in really quick before we go to some uh, questions. And then I also got more predictions I have uh, for JD and myself. Uh, go to patreon.com slash fightgamemedia for our premium service called Fight Game Media Plus. That's where you can always hear this show early and ad-free. Um, right, right to your cell phone there. You don't even have to see our stupid faces just right there on your phone. You can only listen to our beautiful voices. So, uh, you get early and ad free plus every week, except for this week right now, we're going to get some premium content knocked out later. It's just not coming tonight, but every week we typically go over all the headlines, uh, in and around impact wrestling, or we just kind of go off the wall and talk about whatever we want to talk about, but it's usually wrestling related. Um, you'll get that every week. It's only $5 a month. So hit us up there. Um, and JD, you, you got anything to plug real quick? No, I've taken a break from writing a little bit cause I've got this book I'm trying to finish and this book is about wrestling. So right now I hate wrestling. So okay. it's just, I've just, I'm, I hate everything I watch. I'm like, again, I've just been burying myself in like, in like research for this book. And I just, ugh, I'm in a bad mood about everything. So don't, yeah, I got, I got nothing. Should we let them in on what we're going to, on what the Patreon is this week? Cause we're going outside yeah. the box a little bit. Yes, I don't know exactly when it's going to come out, but JD and I are going to do a watch along of the very first episode of TNA. Uh, 20 years ago this weekend, the TNA hit the airwaves on a Wednesday night on pay-per-view uh, from uh, Huntsville, Alabama, and uh, JD and I are gonna, actually going to watch it, and we're going to provide commentary all uh Mystery Science Theater. Um, we're we're going to do it that style. We've done a couple of that, those episodes before, and we've always gotten good feedback, so uh, that's going to be coming out only only on Patreon because uh, we might get sued if we actually put it out on regular uh, on the regular airwaves because you can clearly hear Mike Tanay and Don West in the background when we're yes, doing this stuff. We got- we got we got some uh, feedback on that the first time we tried this. So, <laughs> Patreon exclusive. Actually, yeah. I can't I can't wait to watch this. I did you watch the first TNA when it came I, out? I watched it live when Me it too. happened, bro. Yeah, Me too. I was at uh, my buddy Matt Tristo's house watching it live. Yeah, I came home from college because like I wasn't paying for this on my own cable. I went home and put it on my parents' cable. Right, I paid for it. It was um, it was a show. I have not seen it in twenty years, so I'm very curious to see if it matches up with my memories. We do have a question in the chat. Yeah, go ahead and pop pop it up there. Okay. And then I know regular Scott had one too, so let's get his on there as well. Um, sure. So official Lil Silver, I have a question. Uh, would it be good if uh, Impact Wrestling start advertising commercials uh, during uh, AEW and WWE programming uh, so people have access to TV, they can tune in? I, 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 I think that's a great idea. I think that's a smart and a wise idea. Um, I, you know, advertising access TV is one thing, but I think advertising impact plus and the YouTube subscription to those viewers, because a lot of the people that are going to be viewing WWE and AEW probably don't have access TV at all. So letting them, educating them that they can actually just go onto YouTube, subscribe and watch the show um, and watch it on demand and everything like that. I think that would be a very wise thing to do. Well, I don't think it's a bad idea at all, especially because local advertising. So if you were because cable TV is weird, like there's, there's a certain amount of commercials that are connected with the cable network itself. And there's a certain amount that your cable affiliate will sell. So that's why you'll get local advertising, like you'll get advertisements for like local car dealerships and stuff like that. So it's not uncommon for wrestling companies to buy time for the in those local spots. TNA did it back in the day with Raw. So yeah. It would not 
I think they should do it all the time. I think they should do it every week on both shows. Oh, yeah. There's definitely. no reason not to. Yeah, definitely. All right, we got something from uh, Scott here. Let's throw Scott's question. Uh, do you think we see Monty Brown? Do we get a pounce? Um, you know, his name's been floated around lately, um, just among other Impact fans. He he is kind of like the white whale for Impact. Once he left the wrestling business, he never came back. Yeah, he 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 had his run in TNA, a great, great run, one of my favorite characters on the early shows. He didn't get the world title, which I'm still upset about. I thought he should have been the world champion at one point, but the reason why they didn't give it to him is because he had clearly had eyes for WWE. And they knew that he was on his way out. He went to WWE and it just didn't work out there. And uh, they they called him some dumb name. Was it Marcus Corvon? Marcus Corvon. He yeah. was uh he was one of the oh god he was in the new ECW group. What did they call right. him? I, I don't remember what they called the new ECW group, but like I, I can understand you're you're changing your random indie guy name. That's fine. Monty Brown played in four Super Bowls or two Super Bowls with the Buffalo Bills. Right, like he was a he was actually like a, a pretty good linebacker back in the day, and they they brought him in and they uh, they decided to change his name and act like he wasn't a big time NFL player, which he really was. Vince, they were they were actively trying to make less money when when Vince, they brought him in. Vince gonna Vince. Yeah. Um, next week, Jeff Jarrett's uh, My World podcast. That's gonna be the subject is Monty Brown. I think that's gonna yeah. be a must listen for any long time Impact fan. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but do we, do we think we see him? Uh, you know, I wouldn't put money on it, but if we did see him, that would be, and I would like lose my stuff, uh, would totally make up for me seeing uh, Garrett Bischoff tonight. <laughs> if, if I ended up getting Monty Brown. Yes. I'll agree with that. I'll second yeah. that. I'll forgive them that. Uh, have you seen Monty? Does Monty have a Twitter or an Instagram or something? Like yeah, that? has no Twitter. There is a fake Monty Brown Twitter account that actually tweets like they're Monty. But Lance Archer, who's actually really close friends with Monty, said it's not him. But people still fall for it all the time. I think it's kind of hilarious. That is um, kind of hilarious. I just wonder um, how he looks. Like, uh, how, how does Monty look these days? Is he in shape? So he, so he actually did a video for Archer, um, I think, oh. a year a year ago on Twitter. He actually sent Archer, and he did a promo he did the whole Serengeti promo, did but he really? did it on behalf of Archer. Yeah, saying that Archer was going to win the TNT title. He absolutely did. It's it's out there on Twitter. It's on Archer's Twitter. You probably have to search for it, but yeah, it's I'm it's so, it's there. I'm so bummed. I either I completely forgot yeah. about that or I missed it. Yeah, that's he, he has a big old gray beard, but um, but he looks like he could still kick a lot of ass. Um, uh, from Trey, do you think uh, the Good Brothers comments was a shooter or work? I assume you're talking about uh, Carl Anderson and the whole Bright Lights comment. Um, I, I think that was a that was kind of a half sh- like a, a wink and a nod, a half shoot, kind of making fun, make, just poking fun. I think he might have had a couple beers and he had a lot of adrenaline. So I, I don't think it was I don't think he was actively trying to bury impact, but he he did. And he just kind of laughed about it like, like it wasn't no big deal. I guess Carl being Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Matt Tristo, um, one of my lifelong best friends. I actually watched the first ever TNA pay-per-view at his house. Uh, me and him used to trade tapes all the time, watch all the pay-per-views together. We call each other afterwards. He actually texted me about wrestling today. That's how close of friends we are. 35 years we've been doing this. So uh, Angle or Samoa Joe show up on Sunday. Well, Kurt Angle just had double knee surgery, so I don't think he's going anywhere. Samoa Joe got the AEW thing. There's AEW talent already on the show. I physically i don't see them there I, could they send in a video i actually i i'm not i think we might actually get something like that i think either one of them are both sending in a video congratulating impact on 20 years i think would be appropriate yeah i think that'd be cool i don't think you'll see either of them show up or get physical or anything like that i just i don't think that's in the cards yeah uh, you think we may get an aj styles appearance if that happens nope 
No, not at all. I everybody's like, well, WWE owes Impact for the Mickey James thing. No, they don't. They don't. D- WWE uh, thinks that they owe. If anything, WWE thinks it's the other way around, and the Impact <laughs> yeah. owes them for letting Mickey James be the Knockouts champion, and they played hardcore country on WWE television. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're they're more than even. Yeah, they're more than yes. even. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't I don't see that at all. Um, all right, so we'll we'll go ahead and uh, we're we're gonna go ahead and get out of here in a in a couple of minutes. Um, you know, every year at Slammiversary, we we happen to get kind of a big debut or a big return, right? I don't think a big big name is gonna be coming up in that Honor No More versus Impact Originals. I think we're looking at a James Storm level talent there. Um, there's lots of free agents that are available. Uh, last year, I think we had a return. We saw Mickey James, Thunder Rosa debuted a one-time deal, but Thunder Rosa was there. Jay White came in last year. And then, of course, the year before that, we had, you know, you had the Good Brothers, you had Heath, you had um, Brian Myers, you had uh, Eric Young, and Rich Swan was injured. He ended up returning. So a lot of surprises the year before. What, what are you thinking? Do we get a big surprise? They haven't even teased any surprises other than that one match. But do you think that we get something like an after the credits type of deal? There's lots of people out there right now that they could bring in. You know, I don't think so. This is the first slam anniversary in a couple of years. It hasn't been built around. Hey, look, we picked up off the scrap heap. Like they're actually, they're actually focusing on the, what they're doing, which I think is better. They're focusing on themselves. I, who, I don't know who, who would you, who do you think they should pick up? That's out there. That's, that would be a difference maker because no one is no, no one's no one really other, yeah we, you know we talked about this a couple weeks ago no one out there right now other than Wyndham is a difference maker for impact nobody they could bring in Cesaro their ratings and ticket sales are staying the same same thing with Johnny Gargano mm-hmm. same thing with Johnny Impact same thing with all these guys so the only guy that could actually be a difference maker would be him um would be Wyndham and I think he's off the table he's you know that reports are he's off the table so I'm not even thinking that but those are the names that kind of pop into my head it's like you know I I think a Johnny Gargano or Cesaro showing up after the main event um to confront Josh Alexander not really attack him but kind of do the whole thing the same thing Jay White did last year I think would be interesting I I think would get a big pop in the crowd would get some people talking I don't think it makes them a ton of money but I think it would would really get people talking I don't I don't think so. I don't see like if they bring someone in to have a one-off match with Josh, that would be cool. But I don't I don't know who that guy is. I don't. Oh, got a good one here from Preet. Oh, it'll be Russo. Only thing you can uh, pair up with the excitement of the reverse battle royal. Yeah. You know what? Uh I I you know they they brought in Matt Morgan. You know it doesn't get worse than him. Uh, so could they bring in Russo or do a video segment with Russo? I guess they could. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I mean that would not surprise me if they brought a thing. I hope they wouldn't, but it would not yeah. surprise me. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about Paige going to Impact Wrestling? Uh, I I think that uh, that's probably off the table. Yeah, Gail Kim. So somebody asked Gail Kim if she would welcome Paige to Impact. Of course she would. Yeah. It's no, not, it's not no Gail's Paige. Money. You're not yeah. welcome here. <laughs> you good yeah. wrestler with a gigantic following. We don't want yeah. your kind around here. Yeah, yeah of course. So, so some people say, well, Impact can't afford Paige. Yes, you, they, they probably could dig up the money to get Paige. Uh, what's the return on investment, right? You got somebody with a, with a bad neck uh, who has a history of, of a lot of different things. Um, is, that, is that somebody that, that you want to spend all that money for and then possibly not get that money back? I, I, I don't see Paige being a huge difference maker for Impact. I don't think that you're going to get a ton of money out of her. 
honestly. I, I don't know what you do with Paige. Like you said, we don't yeah. know. You don't know how healthy she's. I, I think if I'm if I'm Impact or AEW or anybody, I want to see her do an indie run. Yes. Yeah. If to see if she one wants it, two is healthy enough. Like that right. could be a lot. That could be a lot of bad money if you tried to do that. Yeah. Now, if you're bringing Paige in a couple thousand dollars a shot, like everybody else, yeah, of course. But she ain't gonna do you know, that. She ain't gonna do no. She's she's got OnlyFans money and Twitch money. Yeah. She don't need to do that. She's not gonna put her body at risk mm-hmm. unless it's for a, a lot a lot of money and for impact for what they can do right now. Look, only 400 people are bought tickets to this show, right? So you got to think about it. You don't. You're not just gonna go throw good money after bad, right? You're going to throw good money after somebody that's going to bring you more money than you paid them, right? And uh, I don't think that you get that with Paige. I really don't. And no. and you don't know how healthy she is. No, and that's the thing, too, is that like the WWE has built this system that only rewards the brand, right? So right. people leave, and it's not like you get droves of, of followers that come with them. Like, we've seen that in AEW. Like, like Brian Danielson, Adam Cole. Big major stars have left, and it hasn't brought CM Punk, and it hasn't brought like waves and waves, and it's generated interest, right? But it's not well, like it's not like Hulk CM Hogan. Punk out of that whole group of people. CM Punk was really the only buddy that affected business, said, that made business go up quite a bit, mm-hmm. and he did like the pay per view numbers went up quite a bit after yeah. CM Punk got there. But it's really just him, right? Yeah, and, and remained and remained high. Like they've yeah. like they've they've year after year made more and put the the following pay per views. So that's but that's like it, man. Like it's a dude that was away from wrestling for seven years. It was a major star, like John Cena. That's the only person I could see that would like yeah. that would make a huge difference. Like yeah. It, yeah. Yep. I get it. Um, so, hey, that's, I think that's going to do it for us this week, everybody. So, again, go to patreon.com slash fight game media um, and uh, join our our subscription service, fight game media plus. We've got lots of, lots of content out there. Um, you get to hear all this stuff, and we always have every single week premium content, and we're going to try to squeeze out some more this weekend. So, uh, for you. And you then will on. You will that? have it. You will have it this weekend. You will you have, will have our we'll, watch long. We will we will figure that out, and then of course on Sunday, uh, we're gonna watch Slammiversary, and then afterwards, as soon as Slammiversary is over, we're gonna go live right here on this very network, right here on Fight Game Media Network on the YouTube channel, and on Twitter, and on Facebook, and all the other places that you can get your uh, your videos. Man, we're gonna go live all across those platforms, and uh, and hopefully we uh, we we do a good show for you guys. Hopefully Slammiversary kicks some ass. Uh, I I happen to be excited for it. I think they got they threw enough gimmicks on there to make me excited. So uh, I'm really looking forward to it man so uh everybody that's gonna do it for us this week and until next week mahalo